Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 100 of the Zus Show. Wow. I don't really like to like to celebrate, but um, I think this calls for a special occasion, man. Um, I just, you know, I'm on episode 100. You know, I, I, I think about when I graduated from undergrad in, in December 2016, I'll just kind of figure out, you know, a couple of things that I was passionate about when I wanted to, um, you know, uh, you know, get into. And um, <laughs> I remember just sitting down in my mom's crib in the spare room and I was just watching a lot of different, you know, sports analysts give their impressions on the NBA talking X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, yo, like, I know I can be that person that 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 sheds light and 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 speaks from a logical standpoint with my own little twist to it as well, too. So to start with eight minute shows and 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 have the shittiest microphone to uh, you know, having you know premier guests come on and and having these 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 all these little increment changes to get to where i'm at right now is it's just been truly um humbling experience and 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 thanks to everyone that's you know been there since day one you know the new the newcomers um people constantly showing love and support uh my entire team um and you know everyone that just you know just supports the movement so I appreciate you guys, and uh, you know, in the wise words of Kobe, "Job's not done, job's not finished." So I'm gonna just continue moving forward and and, and never lose passion and and see where it ends up at as well too. So um, appreciate you guys, and hope you guys have been having a great 2021. And uh, before we get into today's hottest topics, want to rehash last episode. On last episode, episode 99, it was Sir Caesar of myself. Um, my friend Julius Evans, my brother Daryl Sharp, and we just chopped it up on our, um, you know, early uh, beginning season impressions and, and and some other things to go along with that as well, too. So I hope you guys enjoyed that in-depth uh, breakdown of everything that was going on. And it's only right to 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 have Trade Day XXIV join episode 100. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, my co-host, Trade day XX IV, what it do, baby. Let's get it. What's up, everybody? You already know it's your boy Trey Day. Oh, daddy, youngest one, the oldest one, the middle one, the biggest brother, the youngest brother, everything and a bag of chips. Yes, I am that I am. Shouts to Kyrie, he heard me, but um, man, uh. We here, baby. You know, it's uh, episode 100 of the season show, man. I mean, long time coming. Um, I feel good. What's good, Sir Oh, uh, man. I feel great, bro. I was just saying, like, uh, <laughs> it, it was funny. Like, right after I graduated December 2016, I was like, man, I'm seeing all these, you know, other, you know, big name people like the Colin Cowherds, Stephen A. Smiths of the world um nick Wright, all these guys skip Bayless, all these guys and i'm like yo like i'm pretty knowledgeable about what what the fuck goes on i'm, I'm a junkie when it comes to this shit so why why can't i do it so yeah. um just started doing it i remember i had i can't even remember the name of the brand but i had like picture like those cheap ass like 15 dollar you know wireless, wireless headsets they weren't they were like headphones but like they were meant for like gaming and it was like yeah 
it was like two two jacks in it, and then it had like a little record joint. Like I remember listening to that. I think the first episode I was talking about was like Carmelo Anthony, probably okay. when he was still on like the Knicks or some shit like that. Um, when the triangle had happened or something like that. So to go from that to um, you know having like eight minute topics to going on full weekly by weekly, getting guests and having you come on full time to us having the the rough choppy uh little intro videos we used to do yeah yeah, yeah. a little mic just with us using it uh to go into video and and, and still continuing this journey um it's been pretty humbling so i'm excited i don't really like to um you know celebrate any milestones but i think this is this deserves a milestone right now so uh, i just want to you know show my appreciation to you and, and everyone else who's been supporting this movement as well too. So I know before, before the show started, I was like, damn son, um, am I going to drink anything? I know. I mean, it's kind of early right now in the West coast, but I had to pull out that Weezon boy. You already know that hey. people know why it's only yes, right sir. word to mellow. What's in your glass? Um, do you have anything? Are you, are you just chilling with, with what you, what you want? Um, you know, the cops think this water play, boy. They don't know what this is. This could be that great goose, big bed. They think this water. This ain't water play, boy. <laughs> 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 so shouts, shouts to the sponsors. But so for anybody that asks, this is water. Anybody else, you know what I'm saying? We talked about what this might be, what it could, what it's not. You know what I'm saying? Allegedly speaking, cops think it's water play, boy. This ain't water. But <laughs> for sure, for sure. Can we get but a cheers, yeah, man. Can we Can we get a hey. cheers? For sure, um, to 100 episodes, to um, to prosperity, to putting your mind into creativity and not just what society would uh, tackle you into. So cheers to the season show. Cheers to friendship. Cheers to our viewers, man. It's all love. Mm, very yes, well sir. said. Very well said. I appreciate it, man. Mm. Mm. So, water play water? Um, a lot has happened, man. Obviously, you went out of town, Bro, so we what? couldn't get get you on the last pod but a lot has happened and, and things just continue to unfold in the nba so it's only right to you know essentially just get into today's hottest topic so obviously yeah. you guys already know the blockbuster trade of all blockbuster trades maybe of all time um it is just kind of crazy i'm talking about uh king james harden um officially got traded earlier this week to brooklyn um, joining yeah. the old teammate Kevin Durant, Kyrie, uh, basically to give the Nets another super team, another big three. Um, and uh, it's crazy. So uh, a lot has happened. So in the trade, the Nets said um, the, the Nets sent Jared Allen and Ford Tarion Prince to Cleveland, and they sent uh, the guard Karis LeVert uh, over to um, over to the the. Pacers, Indiana, Victor Oladipo, um, as well, too. So it's it's just kind of crazy how things unfolded as well. So um, I'm thinking of all the different trios that we've had, and obviously the the trios that I'm about to name, um, you know, Timmy, Manu, uh, Tony, LeBron, Wade, Bosh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, um, Ray Allen, uh, Paul Pierce and, 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 and KG. There's been so many um, different types of big three. So now I'm just kind of wondering, like, where are these guys going to rank and whatnot as well, too? But 
you know, before we even go into that, I just want to, you know, mention a couple of things of how, how things unfolded, man. Like, damn. Um, I, we kind of knew, right, that he was going to get traded, but we alluded to in earlier episodes that, you know, he's still in the contract, right? So he's still yeah. got two, three years left, so there's no real rush to trade him. But when you just see all these things beyond the ground surface, um, you're just like, damn, like this guy's going to go away as soon as possible. So it was kind of crazy when they had the season sweep against the Lakers. Um, he literally went viral. And I didn't even get to watch the game, but he went viral and basically said, yo, my team isn't good enough. I did all I could for Houston. I'm out. Then you got Boogie saying, like, yo, the disrespect has been here since training camp. And then you got John Wall saying, like, ultimate professional, John Wall, ultimate professional. But he was just really just like, yo, like, why give up on just nine games? You're not even giving your all. Clearly, you're not giving your all. Um, But if we come together, we can make something work. We can make something happen. So um, that was kind of um, a little punch in the face as well, too. But um, I guess – you know, from from all that before even going to James Harden and whatnot, like how do how do you feel about how he handled his departure um, from the Rockets? Um, you, do you think he could have handled it better, or you know, that was just uh, the cards dealt in his hands, and, and that's how you know he was ultimately going to end up going to going to going to the Nets? I think um, I think he had already was vocal about his intentions from the start. You know. Uh, let's let's drag it back to hundreds episode. You know, let's take it to the next level. Drag it back to our relationship analogy. You know what I'm saying? I love so it. many people want community. So many people want communication. So many people want hey. You know what I'm saying? If you would just told me to stand up there, then maybe if I would have knew what it was. You know, and and at this point, yes, the history was a weight on them. So it could have been oh, we can make it better, whatever like that. But he had already said the set run its course. Um, we had seen multiple experiments. You know, we had seen the White Howard era. We had seen Chris Paul. We had seen all of that. Um, and even with them making these deals, um, we and also we saw the, the different philosophies and the different styles they wanted to play. And they wanted to play small ball. Um, the White Howard was the kind of last ditch attempt at uh, playing with a big man. They had Clint Capella, who was more of a hybrid scorer, pick and roll kind of guy. Um, but you know, with all that being said, this came down to the straw. And James Harden was like, look, this was nice, this is cute, but you guys love the thought of me more than you actually like the idea of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, a breakup is imminent. Um, and he's like, I don't, it doesn't matter what you do, how it's was, how was going to go, the feeling is lost, the passion is lost. There's nothing here anymore between us. So we need to go ahead and, you know, piece it out. And what we saw was from a surface level, we saw that the Rockets trying to figure out where they were going to go next. They also understood that you weren't going to get this kind of caliber right back, right? You could get a lot of potential. You could get um, you could get different things that might resemble this person, but but you're not going to get that person right back that you just had a relationship with because there's not a market for it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, t- it takes a while. It takes a while to do that kind of stuff. Um, so they they... It was always that there. And I think um, as it occurred, the crossfires, uh, the collateral damage happened with John Wall, with Boogie Cousins. Um, 
it wasn't, I think, anything personal, but James Harden was fed up. He wasn't trying to come to certain camp. He wasn't trying to do this. He had already said, look, I want to be on a contender team. I know this is not a contender team with the pieces we have. I don't want to be in Houston. And that's what that was. Um, how did he handle it? In my opinion, I think, oh, wait, he was a communicator. It happened. He said, yo, I'm not want to be here. That's what happened. I think uh, for anybody having their pride, have, being John Wall, being Boogie Cousins, people trying to win, also being in a new situation, you're going to feel the type of way. So I don't think anything was personal, but I think everything that happened, uh, it was about pride. It was about having to do what they needed to do. John Walls to come into this new franchise and win and do what I need to do, but along with Boogie Cousins and the rest of the guys, um, James Harden was, hey, let me get to a contender so I can be happy in a new place, like I said I wanted to be. Yeah, um, so, damn, yeah, that that's just crazy, man. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's good that, that the Rockets were able to move on from, like you said, obviously you can't always get what you've grown to love, um, but yeah. you, you can rebuild from that. You know what I'm saying? It may take some time, yeah. but you, you'll definitely find a way um, out of that situation. Um, but just time, time heals all wounds, right? So uh, I guess moving forward, how, how do you feel um, the Rockets are going to pan out this season? I mean, they, they got some, they got John Wall, who's basically an all, he's an all, he's a superstar. He's still a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um they got Boogie Cousins, who obviously came off the ACL injury and the Achilles injury back-to-back years. Um, Diamond and Ruff with Christian Woods. Um, do you think they're a playoff contending team, or uh, obviously they got Oladipo as well too? So, so do you see yeah. do you see one them being a playoff contending team, and 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 do you see Oladipo and and Wall uh, coexisting and and playing well together, and and possibly seeing the Victor Oladipo bowl? Um, I think with health, anything is possible. Um, I think Vic, you know, even seeing some flashes of him this season, you know, getting up, dunking the ball, um, being looking super athletic, uh, not the surefire, oh, this is Indiana, um, Victor Oladipo of old, but I think the health as it comes with for all of them, all the, the that three or that trio, uh, Wall, Depot, Cousins, uh, along with supporting cast that have already that has been tenured and uh, can really play well together. Um, I think there's there's an upside um, with some of the games they dropped early. You know, some young season they might people might we might be like 12, 13 games in at tops right now for everybody. Along with the COVID stuff is going on that we'll talk about later. Um, I think there's there's a, there's a clear shot chance, um, but they have to come together. I think like Wall was saying, like look. We just want people in this locker room to want to be here, to want to, you know, compete, that want to win, that want to try to be the best we can be. They have those people there right now. Um, do I have thoughts about a possible other moves that they could make um, that, uh, you know, maybe Depot won't be there forever or um, in different scenarios? Yeah, yeah. But I think with what they have right now on paper and, you know, reports saying that this might not all be done as far as just forming teams and the trades and stuff like that, I think they have a good shot. You know, there's veterans on that team. John Wall's also been to the playoffs. This is a new conference. It's the Western Conference. So, you know, coming down the stretch, it's a lot tougher, a lot tighter than the East was. Um, but given health, given them playing to the best of their abilities, I think that team could uh, could surprise some people and, and be better than, you know, a team that was just dismantled by agency in a trade and a new outlook and a new uh, organization and a new co- coach, you know, um, it would actually look like it. they're, they're a sleeper team. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you as well, too. I'm glad they got all those draft picks as well. So we always know the draft picks, um, you know, hopefully they have a good staff uh, to find someone that they think that can either add to what they're trying to build around. It looks like with John Wall, uh, obviously he has a pretty hefty contract, but he's still a superstar player um, or to look to try to get some some trade bait as well, too. So it's going to be interesting to watch as well. So. Um, will they make the playoffs? I'm not sure. Can they make the playoffs? Absolutely. Um, I guess that's another thing or uh, another good thing of with everything going on, there's going to be some playing uh, seeding games as well, too. So um, mm-hmm. it's a little too early to tell. I want to see Victor Oladipo for a couple amount of games because he showed flashes this season after coming off that horrific injury um, on what he can do. But it's kind of hard because the paces are so – so so talented so skilled they have they have a lot of depth so anyone can go off at any given night so it makes sense where you'd have games where he's like oh all right you're the man and then he has some games where oh well brogdon you're playing well um yeah and you know Sabonis, you're playing well i'm gonna take the step back i'm just gonna facilitate tonight or i'm just gonna play hard on the defensive end so um yeah i, I like i like the the pieces that they got back um more importantly those draft picks so that's going to be interesting to see. And also look out, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Victor Oladipo doesn't finish his season there because he is on an expiring contract as well, too. So um, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if he, if he gets traded, um, if that experiment doesn't work out as well, too. Um, so obviously you're, you're the big conspiracy theorist guy over here as well. Um, you know, every now and then I buy into it, depending on exactly the topic and whatnot. <laughs> But I think that Brooklyn Nets were playing chess this whole time, bro. Everything just kind of unfolded at the same time, you know. Um, obviously, it started with James Harden saying that he's disgruntled. Um, he only had two options at one point. Well, first it was just Nets, Nets, Nets. Then he opened it up to to um, Philadelphia 76ers, which I thought he was going to go to. I, that that uh, seemed like the best move, him for Ben Simmons straight up with the draft pick or two. Like, that seemed like it right now. Um, but, yeah, so – Memory lane, bro. So, hear me out, hear me out. So, Kyrie is playing like an MVP caliber type of player, and then all of a sudden he takes a leave of absence. Now, obviously, there's been videos that 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 that, that have surfaced the internet, um, and apparently his, his younger or older sister, I really don't know, but he has a sister, and it was her birthday, and it looked like they were at a private little uh, function for her birthday um, as well, too. He doesn't reach out to anybody. Well, he reaches out to the teammates. Apparently, Steve Nash said he didn't know, but he was in communication um, with his teammates as well, too. He pulls up on the Zoom when they have a game, um, I believe, against either the Nuggets or against the Knicks or something like that as well, too. Um, And obviously, James Harden is disgruntled, right? So James Harden is like, all right, you're going to get traded. We just don't know exactly when. But – knowing the Rockets, knowing when you trade a superstar caliber play, you want something in return. So with me, if I'm a Rockets GM, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to get Kyrie Irving. But Kyrie Irving has this stigma around him that he is just always on his own little wave. He's a little bit crazy. He's kind of out of tune with everyone that's in the NBA as well, too. And some, and, and he's known for, for missing games. You know, let, let, let that be clear. Um, obviously, in the past, there's been injuries, but this one was a little weird. So if you're going to blow up in the media and you're away from everyone from the Rockets and they're like, yo, do we want to take on this headache right now? 
Um, so Kyrie Nets on the side, you do what you gotta do because I, I do feel like he had a depart. He had to depart, but I think it kind of just worked out and it was kind of a coincidence as well too. So I think the Nets were like, "Yo, we know what we signed up for. Do what you gotta do." Because we're looking at the landscape in the West with the Clippers, and we're looking at the Lakers, and we're looking at the East with the Bucks, the Celtics, all these teams. I think we're good. You know, we just lost Spencer Dinwiddie, um, and I think we got to get a little better. And I think that was always in the plans. I think Kyrie and I think KD were orchestrating this on the low. So they're like, all right, well, if I'm, if 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 society, if if the NBA society deems me as the crazy one. Let me show them how crazy I can be, and I'm going to lower my trade stock. So when this does happen again, y'all motherfuckers can't trade me. Meantime, Harden, arguably one of the best scorers within the past decade, right? He comes Mm -hmm. back from training camp or whatever. I think he drops like 40, and then he just drops like high 30-point games. And then all of a sudden, he just decides to go in the teens. Um, all of a sudden, who he, who a guy who prides himself in, prides himself in being in shape, it looks like Uncle 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 Harden now. Um, <laughs> he's wearing like a weight vest or something Harden, like you know that. What I'm saying, wearing, wearing, just just tricking the whole the whole NBA public. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, with him being this grown and whatnot, it's, and and that's what's going on. And then also. DeAndre Jordan is a starter. Out of nowhere, Jared Allen starts to play, starts to get those starter minutes as well, too. Outplay Rudy Gobert. He just looks like a bona fide starter. And obviously, with Kyrie being out, you get to insert Karis Avert in the lineup. He's playing the most minutes he's played. He's putting up godly numbers. So it all just makes sense. And then the bread and then the icing on the cake was obviously James Harden coming out on some wild shit. But all that shit just seemed like it was all orchestrated, bro. It just seemed like it was all okay. orchestrated. Um, but what are your thoughts with that? Do you think it was a coincidence? Do you think it was it was pre-planned? Um, let, let me tap into the mind of the great Trade Day XXIV. Oh, man. So I've gotten <laughs> sentiments from uh, from other outside sources, from other friends, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying that, yo, yeah, this was already planned. Kyrie's only sitting up because he doesn't want to be traded. Uh, I think it's a combination of stuff. You know, you have the uh, you have what happened, what didn't happen, and what the truth is somewhere in between there. You know what I'm saying? Or the, their side, our side, and the truth somewhere in between there, right? Um, so what I'm really looking at with this is um, the Kyrie factor. Uh, we know we knew James Harden was uh, gunning for the Nets already, right? Um, and we know that the talks with Philly had already been there, but Philly uh, making probably a little bit more more aggressive moves in the offseason um, might be a little bit more true to their team. You know, they got shooters around Ben Simmons. They really want to see uh, the process work out some way. They got Tobias Harris and stuff like that. So I think coming off of the work they just did um, might have been a little bit different. But at the same time, you know, you, you do – that work so might also get like another superstar um so uh as it, as it proceeds though um we hear yo Kyrie's not playing this is like a week going in on top of he's doing this kind of stuff with COVID going on so it's like man like it just seems super like interesting granted you know if you want to really fall into some of this stuff some of the lore you know Kyrie would be the person to do it you know it wouldn't be a KD who just got back it would be a hey I'm not really feeling this. I'm gonna go over here and do this, as well as some of the um, media uh, attention that he was getting before the season first. You know, just him being him, like like we said. So 
it all kind of comes together and it boils up to this apex of this trade where it's just like, yo, James Harden definitely wants out. It kind of happened overnight. He wants out John's comments, Boogie's comments, James is gone. Kyrie's nowhere to be found, but he's safe, right? <laughs> he's safe. He's safe from from whatever has, has come over and, you know, manhunt. You know what I'm saying? He, he made it back to the base in time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> back as a kid, everybody looking for whatever like that. And you just... And it's like, yo, we haven't seen this person. We've been playing man for an hour. We haven't seen them not once. So all I got to do is make it back to the base from the other side of the neighborhood. And you getting it. You know what I'm saying? So Kyrie made oh, it back man. to the base. Throwback, you hear me? Uh, so Kyrie made it back to the base. Um, whether intentionally, I don't think they necessarily have ever had plans to deal Kyrie. Um, solely because it's Steve Nash and company. It's a, a, a market that hasn't had this kind of star power possibly quite ever. Um, and I think one, you know, we keep getting the Katie LeBron comparisons, whatever like that. That's the Swiss army knife within this. Now we look at two players that are very similar being ball dominant. We have James Harden, we have Kyrie. Um, but what we take, don't take into account is that these players, you know, can fill different roles in that, combo guard you know you can be a guard distributor you can be a guard scorer and they both have enough iq and superstar ability to to be one without the other or be in tandem or you know kind of work a little bit better than the media is blowing it up in proportion to be uh so i think there is some validity to some of that statement uh you know the tampering fines will be crazy uh <laughs> but i think you know it happened how it happened um there's not super deep, deep, interesting conspiracy theory in this. Um, but I do fall to the side of, you know, Kyrie being Kyrie and it kind of being factored in to some of uh some of the thinking of the teams when they make when they made these deals. Mm. Mm. Very well said. Very well said as well, too. Um, so obviously we got to see James Harden in action yesterday. Uh, you know, he literally just got tossed into the fire. Um, the Brooklyn Nets went up against the Orlando Magic. They ended up winning 122 to 115 and currently stand, I believe, six in the East. Um, KD obviously is going to be KD. Uh, but more importantly, with Harden, first game back, played 40 minutes, um, and he's the first player in Nets history debut to average triple-double and the first player, I believe, ever to get on a new team and have a 30-plus point triple-double. He ended up with 32 points, 14 assists, four steals, um, and also 12 rebounds as well, too. So he had a triple-double. He was actually floating around with a quadruple-double with nine turnovers, which is expected when you're not trying to walk on anyone's toes, trying to make everything perfect. And when you don't play as free and you're a little anxious, a little worried, you tend to make mistakes as well, too. But... I saw a guy who picked up right where he left off at in MVP consideration every single year. Um, I saw a guy who is naturally a point guard that can feel that that was required to score. And obviously he's one of the best scorers, but I saw, um, you know, what I've been missing from, from years past when it was baby KD and, and baby, baby Harden uh, playing together mm -hmm. and, and making that finals run with Russell Westbrook and them boys as well too. So um, just sl solely focusing on James Harden, um, okay. What are your expectations for James Harden this upcoming season on, um, you know, on the Brooklyn Nets? I think uh, 
in a way, it's a opportunity for, and I say rebrand, but I say rebrand in the sense of people that don't really think of Harden only in the basketball sense. We know what this guy does on the floor, um, but there's always there's the only question when you're not, you know doing exactly what they think you should be doing, you know? So it's like, yo, James Harden, he's scoring a lead or whatever like that. That means we should be winning championships and yada, 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 like that. I think the winning will come. I think um, if not an Eastern Conference finals appearance um, or, or you know, if not a finals appearance, at least the Eastern Conference finals appearance, right? Uh, this is the first year to play together, cool, whatever, like that. So we'll see how that goes. But I think you know, it'll be elevated. And it's going to be really tough to beat this team um, that has taken the routes of uh, other teams around the league, kind of being like the hybrid basketball. They traded away their, their big man. Uh, they have a DeAndre Jordan. Uh, but it's still, you know, more five out, four, four, four out, one in kind of thing. Let's run. Let's get up and down the floor. Let's get these shots up, uh, such and such, you know, as things go. And um, – Wait, is Mike D'Antonio on that staff? Assistant coach, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, this is the style that he's been accustomed to. This is the style that's gotten all these uh, championships. Now we have these two other pieces that are also here that, um, you know, sugar, spice, everything nice, you know, hopefully put it together and we make something really dope. Um, we get farther than we were. We have tutelage of Steve Nash. We have um, good guys in the organization. We have other pieces that are around that can hopefully elevate us over the top from this other scenario that I was in. He's happy about it. Um, he has the passion for it. I think he's going to probably do anything he uh, can do to win, whether that be dishing it to a Kyrie. We saw him dishing it to a KD. Um, I think the um, mis misclaimer, the misinformation about his guys that um, he's do you know he's not a great team basketball player you can't get it done with him you can get it done with James Harden you just it's hard for a team to get it done when one person is the sole focus of their offense now there's three focuses you know um and we're we're sitting here as as media arguing who's gonna take the last shot whatever like that um in Houston there was no there was no question ever who was ever gonna take the last shot so you mix these options and you mix these uh these possible scenarios and I think you have a really good kind of finishing team and the team is going to be hard to beat uh, unless you can contain them via defense. You can't contain KD. Harden bends the rules. It's damn near hard to contain Harden. And you can say, oh, I'm going to contain Kyrie. Say he wants to switch solely to the boom, boom, pat, cut, slasher, point, dish kind of role. That's hard to beat as well as getting his own buckets too. I think uh, you made the, the right kind of contraption for trouble for the rest of the league with this team, and we'll see how it goes. But I think Harden's going to be fine. Yeah, Harden's going to be fine, man. Um, key highlights, 2018 um, regular season MVP, eight-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA first team, um, six-man of the year in 2012, three-time NBA scoring champion, NBA assist leader in 2017. So we know he can facilitate as well, too. Um, I mean, his resume speaks for itself, right? So the biggest thing people were worried about was with someone being in the system for such a long time of his nature, of his stature, rather, 
can he buy in? And I believe that he can, because like I said, that's why I mentioned those accolades. When you've achieved every form of individual success, now it's just like, what matters most? Plus me, yeah. I've already made all the money I can make. I'm still getting the check. Yeah. Um, I want championships. So I truly believed him when he said um, before the game started, even after the game, after the game, post game, I'm just going to sacrifice. So my expectations for Harden is to play more um, off the ball, but also I think he's going to allow Kyrie to be Kyrie, right? And I think he's going to, in a way, take a back seat, but be more of a facilitator, yet still get his buckets because I think they're all super talented. Because even if you look at the Golden State Warriors squad, remember remember when Katie first came, Clay taking the back seat? He's like, I ain't taking the back seat to nobody. And you, you look at Clay's yeah. numbers, he got better every single year. His numbers increased every single year. So um, I know they always argue there's not enough basketball to go around, but looking at their roster right now, um, I don't think it's out of reach that Katie averages 26, 27. Kyrie averages 24, 25. Harden averaged 24, 25 as well, too. So um, I think James Harden is going to play very, very well. Um, obviously going to be an all-star select again as well, too. And uh, I think they're going to be great. Now, the biggest thing that I'm still concerned about as well, too, obviously we don't know the guy, right? We don't, we don't, we don't personally know Kyrie Irving. Um, but we see, we see trends of things that he does. Now, obviously Kyrie, you know, is one of the best – basketball players that we've seen from a scorer's mentality definitely got that mama juice in him as well too but there's a reason why he left Cleveland right playing devil's advocate there's a reason why he wanted to go to Boston be his own team there's a reason why he wanted to go from the Boston Celtics to the the New Jersey Nets now you bring an MVP um, former MVP into the mix as well too do you see Kyrie Irving and do you see James Harden John together because we already know Kevin Durant has been in the Warriors system, right, where he can get his bucket without having to have the ball in his hands and still put up his numbers. But putting Kevin Durant aside, do you think that you – know, James Harden has been embracing it, obviously, but do you think that James Harden and Kyrie um, Irvin can can make it coexist? Because a lot of people have been these, – these these trolls have been making these, these rumblings saying, hey, I've seen one game of Harden and, 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 and Kevin Durant playing together – no, you know we don't have that much depth, right? So should we go out and trade Kyrie Herbert and get just some more depth to go around these dynamic duos? Um, so that's been the chatter lately. But, um, yeah, do you think they can coexist? Uh, I believe they can coexist. Um, just good basketball players being able to play with good basketball players. Uh, I think James Harden's sentiments were, you know, I just want to be around people of my caliber that can hoop and I know I can dish it to and they know – how to get it operational and um it's 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 a basketball player's mentality. Um maybe first to let's overcome this. I'm the best, I can do it, I can rock on my own. As the years go on, you see you're sacrificing everybody for different things. Um, or even throughout the course of a day, you're playing pickup and you're saying, yo, I'm just hooping, whatever like that. I'm the best in the gym, whatever like that. As as time goes, you wear, you wear, you wear mentally, whatever like that. And you're like, damn, if I just had somebody else on my team that kind of understood from a uh, X's and O's standpoint, from an IQ standpoint, that I could rock with, it'd be, it'd be dope. It would be nice. I think uh, him and Chris Paul was a, a scenario of that, you know. 
maybe some uh, outside the court kind of things and, uh, you know, personnel things and, you know, type A, type B kind of got in the way of that. But I think this is kind of around two, but around like 2.0 for like that kind of scenario. Now it's not Chris Paul, this is Kyrie, who's also more of a scorer than anything, um, who can play the point guard role, who has played the point guard role. We've heard Kyrie's sentiments, whether that be despite LeBron or not, like, yo, I just, you know, it's good playing with somebody that can, you know, I can trust with the last shot, whatever, whatever that quote was. Don't even misquote him, but it, along those lines, um, I think they figure it out. And I think um, unless there's something drastic, like we have seen drastic from Kyrie, um, and the, the, the next organization just get just totally upset with him, uh, I think it's going to work out. I mean, KD, Kyrie, boys, um, KD, fine with James Harden, you know, down for it, whatever like that, has been in, on these type of teams before. Um, I think it's going to work out. Uh, I think it'll be tough to kind of not work out unless you just get, you know, emotions involved and stuff like that. But I'm rooting for him, rooting for the best, rooting for Kyrie in particular, um, just because of the, the energy that he kind of is. Yeah, he's kind of off-culture-ish when it comes to these headlines, the standard third. But um, when it comes to the court, dude's a hooper. You know, all the other stuff is – it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Who says it? How they say it? Why it's brought up? Why the intentions here? Uh, sometimes he doesn't help himself. You know, I, we'll, we'll both agree on that. But um, rooting for him as a basketball player and as uh, as the kind of person he kind of seems to be. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's crazy because no one's really making huge rumblings of of what this big three can become. I guess mostly because. Harden, like I said, just played, um, and also with Kyrie Irving, um, he's been MIA for quite some time as well, too. But you know, put those three aside. When you look at that roster, bro, DeAndre Jordan, obviously you got Joe Harris, who's a sniper. Um, we already know Spencer Dinwiddie went out. Torian Prince got traded and whatnot. You got Landry Shamit, um, a guard, Bruce Bruce Brown, um, Chris Chioza, Reggie Perry, Tyler Johnson. To me, what gets teams deep in the playoffs is obviously their stars, but their depth. Um, And right Mm -hmm. now, the biggest red flag is two things. One, their depth. And two, um, the, the... the amount of mileage that's 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 on the head coach and Steve Nash being the first year coach as well too. Um, obviously, moves are going to be are going to need to be made. If but if if you make moves, if you can make moves, because right now they trade all their first round picks, and like I said, there's no brand name outside of that big three that really stands out. So in my mind, you only are really going to get someone if they get their contract bought out like like a Reggie Jackson from last year or I think like a Marcus Moore senior or something like that before in years past so um if they were to get pieces if they could get pieces in this hypothetical um what pieces would you want around Kyrie KD and James Harden um you want defenders um Possibly with some size, like you said, like kind of like a, a, a Morris kind of person, um, somebody with some length, possibly. Um, also, somebody that might be able to come off the bench and, uh, you know, be a be a a primarily primary ball handler. 
as well. Um, it can get kind of kind of a catalyst type of role, whether they don't do score uh, super well, but, you know, come into the game and kind of affect the game. Possibly like a Rayshon Rondo kind of did for Lakers last year or like KCP kind of does for the Lakers. Um, so, you know, th- those are glue guys that you can bet on, you know, a uh, guy that comes in and can bring energy can change his high, whether it be with his stats and ability, but his defensive ability or with his energy uh, length and, uh, you know, just in- enforcing this can t- keep it, keep it going. Uh, because there's going to be some stretches where we see, you know, it kind of get off culture. Um, and, you know, there's been rumblings of, you know, uh, for that transition into the bench lineup, they're going to leave James out there a little bit more so he can close the space uh, because we, we always see that Kyrie and Katie come out uh, the rotation and then they get, you know, put back in as far as maybe Ky- uh, Katie for a little bit, Kyrie both as that one-two punch. But now you have a one-two-three kind of option. Um, but you also need those guys, you know, uh, that can continue to hold it down. So it's like, you know, if that does become a scenario, James Harden is not out there by himself in space, you know. Uh, so, yeah, they got to they look for guys like that uh, for the right price tag, for the right time, because um, I agree with you. They are a very good team, three good superstars, but when it comes down to, to longevity um, in playoffs and the and, and, and the track that is this NBA season, you need depth. You need depth. And when super goes down for whatever reason, you know, not a major injury, but the bangs and bruises, what what happens then? Then you become a little bit, you know, you become a little bit more less God, like less, oh, we can't beat this team. Now you're like, all right, let's get a shot. Then, you know, maybe somebody's off. Then it's, uh, you know, you're dealing with one and a half of what you kind of used to be of, of a, of a three-pronged or a three-headed monster. Now, you know, you kind of get them out the game. You say, hey, Anybody else can beat them, beat us but him. So you got one person dealing with as far as schemes come up and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's a game of chess. So hopefully they do get some pieces in there. And those are the type of roles that you kind of want to see them get. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I agree with you. Um, definitely some wing defenders for sure. Um, you know, just looking at James Harden, Kyrie Irving in the backcourt. I'm assuming um, Joe Ayers is going to start as well, too. And then Katie's probably going to be at the four, DJ at the five. Or they have um, Joe Harris come off the bench, and then you just put Jeff Green into that lineup to go alongside with him as well, too. I think they still mm-hmm. need to solve that defensively. Um, but sometimes your greatest defense can be your offense as well, too. Um, as far yeah. as another playmaker that can come off the bench and get their own, I don't see them doing that. Um, I see more so minutes getting staggered. So whether you have Kyrie come out, you know, within the first six, seven minutes or or, or KD, not KD, I'm sorry, James Harden come out within the first six or seven minutes, I think they'll share that um, playmaker slash point guard duties as well too. And then another big would help as well, like someone like a JaVel McGee, right, to, to come and take the pressure off DeAndre Jordan as well too. Because let's face it, yeah. DeAndre Jordan is DeAndre Jordan, but he's not the DeAndre Jordan that we that we grew up with in, in, in the Clippers. Yeah. It took a little of a step back. But um, if they can get two slight 3 and D type of players and, and another backup big or a starting caliber big, um, that would that would complete everything as well, too. Um, obviously, the East has gotten stronger. Um, like I said before, <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers are off to a hot start. Um, Boston's playing great right now. Um, Indiana Pacers are looking really good as well too. Can't count with the Bucks as well. Um, 
you know, with all these teams that I mentioned as well, um, and the additions of, you know, the Nets having three superstars, um, is it a foregone conclusion um, that it's finals or bust? Now, not, not, not necessarily saying winning the championship, but the expectations when you when you make a move like this, if you look at all the moves that have been made in, in, in the history of things, is to, um, at a minimum, get to the finals. Do you think it's 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 their year uh, to get to the finals? Yeah. Uh, yes, from a, a we just did all this um, prisoner of the moment type of thing, and um, honestly, just just from an energy expectation around the fans, the league, um, you know, it's just like yo, yes, it, it will be a little bit disappointed if they didn't make it. But take a step back, you're realistic with yourself. Um, you have teams that are dogs and well-coached in the East, too, that you never actually know. Um, the Heat still uh, are, are, are finals. Uh, they're the reigning finals exactly. team that went to the East, you know, the Eastern Conference champions. Um, the Celtics that don't look like their superstars are getting any worse, you know what I'm saying? And they're young. And, you know. Uh, Jason Tatum is 6'10 now, you know what I'm saying? He's damn near a footer. Um, you have Giannis, who, uh, for all intents and purposes, they went all in for him, dying shooters around there. Uh, so maybe a different look coming down the stretch of the season about how they approach games that are they're close in uh, and how the defensive schemes, how stuff works for them. You have the revitalized Doc River and Philly, that was supposed to be involved in, in all of this mess, but is not. So we'll see how that goes with them. They have shooters around them. We still have Ben Simmons, uh, who, again, we always bring it down to if he plays well, if he, you know, is the person that we think he's to be, and it can happen. Joel Embiid is already the fool, exactly who we think he is. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's the perennial up top with the East, you know, right now. So I think, yes, you know, unless – something goes drastically, you know, wrong, it would be disappointing for them to not get to the finals or at least the Eastern Conference finals. But the road there uh, might not be as easy as we think. For sure, for sure. I mean, right now they got nothing but shoes around them, even on the bench as well, too. And I'm just looking at the landscape of things as well. They have three closers. We know with with the playoffs is all about – making adjustments um, from game to game and situational basketball when it's the last couple of minutes to go. Um, mm -hmm. and, and having those three guys, man, this may be one of the toughest teams to stop when they're at full strength um, on some Golden State stuff. Now, obviously, with Golden State, um, well coached. Uh, because of Steph Curry's contract that he was on before he re-upped and, 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 and the max – not being too much with Katie taking a little less. They were also able to not only have depth, but a veteran presence as well, too, um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a different system where Clay and Steph don't necessarily need the ball in their hands at all times, and Katie as well, too, was able to work. So um, if they can make this come together, honestly, this may be the easiest times for them to get buckets because you really can't cheat off of Joe Harris, who's a sniper, um, you can't cheat off of Kyrie. You can't cheat off of Katie. You can't cheat off of um, of, of Harden as well, too. There ain't going to be no boxing ones ran on one player. Zone, yeah, no that's stuff. out the door. You're going to just have to play man up and, and, try, and just try to switch on everything. So 
Um, if they make that come together, it's going to be crazy. Um, but to answer the question that I posed earlier, <laughs> if they're healthy and with their GM being this aggressive, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to try to get one or two more pieces, they're going to the conference finals and they're going to be uh, representing the East um, in, the, in the NBA finals um, as well, too. No question. No question whatsoever as well, too. Is it a little weird to you um, that it seems like whenever Bron re-ups and gets a championship, KD just want to wanna, wanna assemble another squad to go at him, bro? Ain't I'm 36. I'm 36. <laughs> James Harden went to the Mets. The Mets. The Mets. <laughs> so shout out, to, shout out to Supreme Dreams, man. Them boys rolling over there. But, uh, I mean – Hey, he go west, they go east. He go east, they go west. I mean, <laughs> he's the perennial power, the Thanos. You better run, you know what I'm saying, because you can't hide. Bro. Uh, he's LeBron James, you know, the washed king, 36 years old. And everything that happens revolves around him somehow, some way. Um and, you know, I'm not saying this is super intentional. Brock Eagle is just kind of third uh, by any by any person or superstar. I think I just think Katie moves kind of how he kind of wants to move. You know, he has that caliber. Um, so he's kind of – he was done with it. He's like, yeah, right, forget the loyalty, forget whatever like that, what they're saying. I'm one of the best players. I got these championships. I'm going to do things on my terms. But, you know, whenever moves are made from an organizational standpoint – from a legacy standpoint, as far as certain things are concerned for, for different, you know, scenarios, this is Katie aside, um, you know, uh, his name, the, the thought of him is in the back of him. You know what I'm saying? Mom's the word. Don't say that man's, don't say that man's name. You know what I'm saying? Beetlejuice. That, that's all it is. Don't say his name. You know what I'm saying? Candyman. Right there, boom, he appears. All, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's who he is. And he's, not slowing down, you know, and if he is, he makes it, he makes it look damn good that we can't see it, you know, he's that good of a basketball player, his stature, how he does things, how he paces himself, how he spends time on his body. So, candy man, bro, don't say his name, just don't, just don't. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, it's just a little crazy, and like I said, it's, it, I'm not mad because it's not something where, it's a KD situation where he goes to a team that was already um, a well-oiled machine or it's a LeBron situation where they literally discussed this and, 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 and create a team out of free agency. It's kind of like the Boston Celtics where they just, the GM says, Hey, we've been some shit for a couple of amount of years. I try to make the past prime uh, Paul Pierce, KG and Darren Williams um, all work together um and i gave away hella picks so it's not until what 10 years later that i actually you know get everything in return and i have some superstars i actually want to commit to this to to, to, the, to our organization so i don't think it's i don't think people are gonna actually go crazy over as well too um but yeah i just wanted to throw that out there with with how <laughs> you know he he kind of re-ups and whatnot as well too but i mean it's no, right. I, know it's a little, I know it's a little early but even with these three superstars Right now, I still have the Lakers as the favorites. Because um, even though you can argue who's going to guard who on the Nets, who's going to match up against Anthony Davis with the way with the way it's currently constructed, 
and who's guarding LeBron James as well, too. And you have a team that's came off a championship, and LeBron's motivated more than ever um, with some new pieces that they got as well, too. And Dennis Schroeder, um, Montres Harrell, X, Y, and Z, Marcus Saul, um, and Wesley Matthews. So um, I think they can match up just as well. It's going to be tough, but if I were to choose someone right now, I know it's early because we haven't seen shit. I'm going with the Lakers still right now, right now as my favorites. I understand. Uh, and I might I might choose the same. I'm a I'm stuck with it. I haven't given it too much thought. Um but it seems like they find a way. You know, we haven't seen them face we haven't seen like two juggernauts of teams go up in the finals because the finals were what they were last year. Um, because the Heat played so well down the stretch and, you know, a well coached and stuff like that. But we haven't seen, like, a, a just a slugfest, you know, by any means, where it's like, uh, who's going to win this game? It's coming down to the wire, the stand of third. Um, I, I'd, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say, I'd argue to say that it, it looks good for Brooklyn as far as, you know, coming down the stretch, who can hit this, that, and the third. But it's still a – it's tough from a size standpoint. I think the Lakers move the ball very well. I think their bench is so much deeper. You know, that's just consistency, consistency, and that's going to wear on you. I mean, you might get a few games here and there. So unless, you know, you got all three guys who are very much capable of scoring 20, 30, and 30, stuff like that, uh, I think one off night could just set you back two or three steps. You know what I'm saying? You know, return to go. And, and give up $200 or go straight to the jailhouse, as they say in Monopoly. So uh, <laughs> you can't, you, you can't, you can't, you can't deal. You can't, you can't mess with the bankers. And uh, right now the Lakers, the Lakers are the bankers. So that's how it is. Nah, nah, I feel that for sure as well. Um, so, you know, right now the Indiana Pacers, um, like I said, have been playing phenomenal. Obviously, I mean, when you talk about a small market team who has to work with what they have and, and have to be strategic with who they allow um, on their roster, and be a yeah. part of their coaching, coaching staff and whatnot. They've been they've been pretty damn good the past couple of years. Um, you know, right now they're currently eight and four um, in the Eastern Conference. Right now, they just acquired Karis LeVert. Um, Karis LeVert is having a career year, averaging nineteen point six assists, four uh, rebounds as well too. But um, we just got news about Karis LeVert that um, I guess when he was taking this physical right when he got traded, there was revealed that. Um, he had a, I think he had a situation with his kidney. What, what was the situation a, again? He had a ma- uh, There was a mass found on his kidney, and um, um and he's out indefinitely. You know, a lot of masses. Yeah, a lot of masses kind of they find masses places it comes to like you know certain illnesses and stuff like that. So he's out definitely in you know, a prayers for him because you know hopefully that's just something that's benign. Yeah, I hope it's something it is as well too. Um, you know, let's be the glass half full guys that we are the naturally optimistic guys we are um obviously he's going to be on indefinitely but when he when he comes back um we can make that assumption he's finally going to be a full-time starter now um what are your expectations for Levert being fully healthy um getting initiated into this well-oiled machine like I said they have depth um and they have some you know not superstar tier teams but Brogdon's been playing out of his mind. TJ Warner obviously been out for a little bit. He's going to come back, and Sabonis is is an all-star now. So uh, and you got Miles Turner, who's expanded his game as well, too, uh, with a good coach. So what are your expectations for Levert when he when he actually, you know, soups up for the first time? 
I think, um, you know, watching a uh, shout out to Robel, who's a uh, guest in, in the front of the show. Um, honestly, uh, he, he he talked about how uh, Karis LeVert kind of could get anywhere on the floor he wanted to. That's just how good of a driver and, um, you know, a penetrator of the court that he is. Um, at 6'6", um, averaging 18 points, kind of um, really that, that small forward slash stretch guard kind of role um, being, you know, where he is in the league. I think he, he fits into this this team very well, man. Just, uh, again, we always talk about the pace as a blue-collar team, um, and, and they and they deal with guys that come in, can play their role, do what they do well, um, and just keep it going. You know, next man up, you know, I can throw a few of these guys in there. Um, kind of like a, a very uh, – very athletic uh, team, like, coming up. You know, you had certain teams, like, I'm, and I'm talking, speaking high school, you had certain teams that might play a slower style. You had the teams that trap and stuff like that. But there's always a few teams, like, in the leagues that, you know, they were all, all around the same height, but they were just stupid, like, athletic. They could run. You didn't really know, like, who was going to punch you here first. You can kind of interchange them here and there. But this this is kind of the, kind of what the, the Celtics, not Celtics, but the Pacers remind me of. Um so yeah, they're they're third in, in the Eastern Conference right now, eight and four behind the Bucks. Uh, Celtics are first, um, and I think it just keeps them rolling as a well-oiled machine. Uh, we look at it right now. Uh, right behind them is Philly, who we can see probably will change. We have the Hornets in eighth seed, which is like whoa <laughs> right now. But I mean, mm-hmm. that also changes. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers playing well. I think the Magic will slowly fall out of the mix uh, with the injury to Markel Fultz, who's playing so well this season. Um, but but just to go back to your original point, uh, Karis LeVert is going to, you know, be fine from this uh, speaking thing into existence. And he's going to further catalyze the Pacers um, and, and, and just their system, their mindset, how they do. So it'll, uh, it'll be fun to watch that. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And I just want to bring to light um, with Car Anthony Towns. Obviously, um, you know, when the pandemic first broke, he lost um, his mother and several other family members to COVID as well, too. And um, the other day, he got tested positive for COVID. Um, he, and he posted on his um, IG and I believe Twitter, I believe. Uh, prior to tonight's game, I received yet another awful call that I tested positive for COVID. I will immediately isolate and follow every protocol. I pray every day that this nightmare of a virus will subside. And I beg everyone to continue to take it seriously by taking all of the necessary precautions. We cannot stop the spread of this virus alone. It must be a group effort by all of us as well, too. So, um, damn, when I saw that he got tested positive, the first thing I thought about was his family. Um, And, you know, some of them have pre-existing health conditions and obviously how that um, resulted into death as well. Um, I actually had my aunt's sister um, passed away um, about a week ago or a couple of days ago oh, from God COVID bless. as well too. So um, rest her soul. Um, beautiful Our woman food. inside and out. And um, yeah, man, we just got to take COVID seriously. Um, you know, I just want to reiterate a couple of things, you know, really be selective with who you're around um, and, 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 and just put yourself in other people's shoes. We don't, we don't know what people go through. So just try your best to move around, um, you know, with just pure st- strategic, um, you know, warlike 
um, you know, movements as well too. Wear your mask, try to wash your hands and, um, you know, we, let's just take it day by day and, uh, you know, we'll get through this, through this, um, as a society, but, uh, yeah, I just want to throw that out there as well too. Um, moving on from that, did you hear about that? You, that, that news with, with Giannis Antetokounmpo, bro? Uh, what exactly happened with Giannis? All right, so this is yeah, just wild, but apparently there's there's probably. some there, there's some there's some reporters. It's not it was kind of od, nothing like. It's probably not what you're gonna expect to hear from this coming out of my mouth. Pause. Um, okay. But uh, so I'm gonna just read the quote from the Athletic. Obviously, a pretty credible source. Um, whether or not he can actually start making them in games, however, is another matter. Giannis tried a motivational tactic during the offseason where his girlfriend would come to his workouts and she would have to run if he missed free throws, sometimes while carrying their baby son. But that hasn't seemed to solve anything and neither did a short-lived form adjustment, which Bucks beat writer Eric Neem detailed at The Athletic. So apparently Giannis took, you know, took, took, took his playoff exits to heart where he's having his shorty run. If anything, he should he should take about a hundred free throws, and for every free throw he missed, that's a set of suicides. So you shouldn't have your 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 girl do that joint and and have your baby with him as well too. And it's funny because um, wait 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 wait. So he 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 was doing this because why again? Is a superstition? I guess he just wanted to be. I, I guess he just wanted to be motivated. Um, and he tried to change up his oh. tactics in the offseason. So oh, when he was shooting free so like, throws, whenever he as missed, consequence, he, he would see his girl run. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so I, it's, it's a weird kind of psychological warfare in a sense as well, too. But it's just like, I'm not going to let my girl and newborn baby, you know, suffer. I'd rather be the one that puts the suffering on myself. Um, but it was funny because one of the first things I thought about was, uh, just being West African, being Liberian um, with kids, uh, basically we have something called a lapa, and basically the baby gets wrapped around in the back, and the and the mother carries them. So I don't know if you can see this right here. This is the right, first uh, thing I thought about right there. Oh, I'm just man. like, bruh, come on, son, because he's Nigerian too. Obviously, he's born in Greece oh, and when I raised it, but he 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 West yeah. African too. So I was just like, come on, bro, like you can't do that. So. Giannis, I'm happy that you're that you're trying any any and everything to get better. I respect it, but that's not the that's not the right way to go about it as well, too. Um, Giannis, cut that shit out. Cut that, <laughs> cut that shit out. Um, I also want to bring attention to you know Markel Fultz, man. Obviously, you know top pick in in drafts from a few years ago had the shoulder issues. Um, you know, battled a lot of scrutiny from social media, um, you know, but obviously we just held him to a high standard because we saw back in college what he was um, and what he could become as well, too. Finally got paid, um, became a full-time starter, and he tears his ACL not too long ago yeah. as well, too. So prayers up to him, his family. Um, at least he got that check. And it's not like the NFL, NBA is guaranteed dollars, but yes, sir. Um, hopefully he can come back better than ever. Um, because nowadays when when players, it looks like when they blow, blow out their MCL, their ACL, their Achilles, 
with modern technology slash medicine, surgery and all that good stuff, dieting and just having access to more opportunity and, and advantages and, and being in that, that higher echelon in, in the tax bracket system. I think it works in your favor. So I think he's going to be good, um, but hopefully use this time to, you know, definitely get better as well, too. Um, you know what's crazy, man? Um, what's good? I came out with some polls or awards or my predictions a little earlier on, and, and I had Cole Anthony being being the being the being the prohibitive favorite to be rookie of the rookie, year. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has a shot right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, because Markel Fultz went down, so he's a full time starter. Um, and obviously with Anthony Davis, no, no, not Anthony Davis. With Carl Anthony Towns getting tested positive for COVID. Um, that's more shot opportunity for Anthony Edwards, but I, but in the grand scheme of things, it's it's a marathon, right? So, catch if everything goes well, which I think it will. Within two weeks, he's going to be back, and I don't really see him missing time again for an extended period of time. So, the shot selection, the shot, the amount of shots that Anthony Edwards would be able to take is going to going to definitely decrease as well too. Then you yeah. have James Wiseman, where. I think he we we know what he can become. He's showing glimpses every 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 here and there, and and Draymond definitely being back, being vocal, telling him where to be at, what to expect, sitting down with him, watching film, is definitely going to work him wonders. But I feel like we won't see him unleashed for another year or so. Um, so that kind of leaves me with Isaac Okora. Is uh, uh, Isaac Okora? I believe he's been playing very well as, as well too. There's been a couple good players, but Lamelo Ball, bruh. He's leading all rookies um, in points, rebounds, assists, steals. That sounds like a LeBron James default stat. Um, <laughs> and he's a, he was the youngest player last week ever uh, to record a triple-double as well, too. So um, is it a foregone conclusion that um, LaMelo Ball is the runaway rookie of the year if things go how, how I just said it's supposed to go? Yeah. I mean, the okay. most hooping, bro. I mean, I think he's had professional experience already. Um, his height, his uh, kind of basketball IQ, um, there's things he'll get better at. He hasn't even grown into like his quote unquote NBA, uh, you know, maturity, tenure, or quote unquote body. Um, and that's going to be scary to see, you know, barring no injuries and stuff like that. Um, he, he looks like, you know, new wave, new age, you know, 2.0, 3.0, you know. Uh, um, you know, shows um after the first uh, season or a few seasons of the original they start to have, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z T, or uh, such and such generations and stuff like that. Uh, Lamelo's part of that generations uh, uh 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 classification. You know, new powers, new power ups, new finishing <laughs> moves, all that stuff. So, um, you know, the rookies have been impressive thus far. Um. Between this year is definitely last year's too. Uh, you know, if you want to put those guys in, in a Pacific pool, uh, along with some of the guys that you did the whole G League thing uh, that are kind of starting to filter into the league now, but we don't have as much press with them. Um, but the, the, the younger cats are looking good, man. The, the league's in good hands, man, as far as hoopers go. Basketball is only getting specialized, only getting better. Uh, so shout out to Lamelo Ball with him doing what. For all intents and purposes, outside of the whole family, media coverage, whatever like that, we knew him to be as a basketball player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then my next question for you, mm -hmm. um, what what seed did you say that the, the Charlotte Hornets were in right now? They're sitting at eight right now. 
Okay, and then and then um, what seed are the Pelicans in right now? Do the we Pelicans. I think they started are, pretty hot, and then they kind of started losing as well too. So I think Western right Conference now, Pelicans um, are at their Pelicans damn are four and seven, and I think they're thirteenth in the West right now, huh? Yeah, the 13th. Yeah. Alonzo's yeah. averaging fourth year in the league right now, 12, 4, mm-hmm. and 4. And his brother is playing. Like <laughs> oh, man. And he's averaging 11, 6, and 6. Don't do off it. Off the bench. Is LaMelo ball better than Alonzo right now? What's your thought? I mean, I know there's a lot of things to take into consideration, but it's looking like he's better than him. He's definitely more aggressive. Uh, and, and, and to me, he's a better playmaker and, 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 and point guard. But just given everything I just said, take a look at Saul, I guess. Who do you think is better right now? I mean, I think LaMelo Ball, I mean, since, I mean, they're brothers or whatever like that. So this is not from a disrespectful standpoint, but I think uh, since – uh, a type of maturity, maturity. When um, we didn't get to see Lamelo play college basketball, you know, we got the hype from Lamelo Ball in the big shots at uh, UCLA, correct? Um, I think he's always been a better basketball player than his brother. I mean, and that's not a disrespectful thing to say. I mean, uh, I'm a Hooper, I'm an athlete, but I think my little brother is also a better basketball player than me. You know, when it comes to you know head-on-head matchups and stuff like that. Um, I don't even get into that. You know, there's different scenarios that, that happen with, with different things. But LaMelo Ball has been a better basketball player than LaMelo. Uh, um, than Melo. Than, than, I'm tripping. Lonzo, LaMelo, yes. LaMelo has been a better basketball player than Lonzo. Um, I think we're just kind of seeing it from the stats and from an organizational standpoint. Uh, he scores better. Uh, the defensive prowess might not be there. Or the defensive, honestly, want or passion might not be there for LaMelo, but I think he has Lonzo beating a lot of things, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, you know, obviously there's, you know, the NBA was, was one of the last uh, major sports um, to to revamp and, and, and restart the, the new um, season as well, too. And like you said, we have about uh-huh. 13 games under the books as well, 11 or 13 games on the books mm-hmm. as well, too. But there's been so many postponements. Um, Thunder Rockets, Heat Celtics, Pelicans Mavericks, Celtics Bulls, Jazz Wizards, Wizards Pistons, Pacers Suns, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. Um, obviously, they've put in some new um, health and safety protocols and whatnot as well, too. But are you concerned that the NBA season has a chance of not, of not finishing the season? And then also, as well, too, obviously, we had the bubble experiment, but we knew from um, a social and, and, and mental um, and emotional standpoint that it was a bit draining on the players and, 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 the, and the entirety of the staff that was working there as well, too. Um, do you see a scenario where, like I said, uh, we finish the season? And then also, do you think it would be wise to kind of take like a two-week hiatus and whatnot and kind of figure out um, ways to slow down the spread that's happening on the league or maybe even look at an avenue where we essentially – have regional bubbles um, where we just play um, a specific team in the bubble. So maybe it's 30 teams, 30 divided by two or 30 divided by three. We just put those teams and isolate them in, in, in specific regions. They play each other a couple of times and then they move on to the next one. Like, how do you think the season is going to pan out um, given all these 
many outbreaks and, and teams having to postpone their games? I think uh, overall, uh, if the NFL could figure out a way to get it done, uh, with you know, clearly, you know, fans and you say, yeah, like that there. And, you know, and also in the NFL, on. they have a whole week and they have, what, 50, 55 players on their roster too. So uh, yeah. that's also a thing, but, but carry on. Yeah. I, but overall, I think if the NFL could figure out a way to, to freaking crawl to the end of the season, the NBA who seems to be, yeah, for real, bro, they did, seems to be better prepared for some of this stuff figure it out. I think uh, they're going to keep revisiting it um, and the bubbles, whether it be one or from a regional standpoint, um, they uh, wanted wanted to be last uh, chance scenario, you know, our last uh, last option, you know. Uh, But, you know, we are seeing stuff where Kyrie is out. in a public party, not even private household parties out in a public party. We're seeing um, people uh, like, I forgot what his name was, but he was just like, yo, I'm a grown man, you know. George Hill. Um, so people saying stuff like that, um, it's kind of forces his hand. This is also, a, I think it's moving parallel with our, our ability as um, a government and a nation to push vaccines, push vaccines out and a, a, a CDC kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of different moving parts to this uh, stuff that the NBA can control. Um, I think you're seeing more and more that it's forcing their hand to do so. Um, so they said, we're going to go stricter policies. But after the stricter policies, um, I can full, full sale see them uh, saying, yo, all right, we got to do these regional bubbles, y'all. Or these like, we'll come together, play for three weeks. Uh, you get a week off and kind of do certain stuff like that. But there's also these TV deals that they collective bargaining. Nobody wants money taken out of their pockets anymore after all of the fuss that we just had. Uh, so there, there, there's going to be somehow, some way, they're going to figure this thing out. So whereas there, there's not going to be much of a stop whether um, – that they can't keep playing. There might be a short break for them to put stuff in place or say, yo, this team, you're going here, you're going here. We're all going to go in these four different bubbles and we're going to play. And then uh, once the playoffs come, then we'll have that scenario. But there's no scenario where the league doesn't finish playing. Um, and there's a responsibility, you know. Uh, and I'm, I'm not the biggest critic of a lot of this stuff, of course. Um, but for different things, there are different responsibilities, right? So different hats, different responsibilities. Um, we mean you have a responsibility we're coming and going with, with our families, with our friends, them, you know, doing their job, have responsibility when it comes to coming for the team and the standard third in the nature of this, as well as, you know, different strands of it. And how do we don't really know if the vaccine is going to take on these other strands that are, you know, coming to light as we've seen it. Um, but it's about um, compassion. Uh, I don't know if empathy is the word, but it's about, you know, just viewing others how you uh, want to be treated and, you know, from a family standpoint of, a, yo, I know I'm the big man on campus with this team, but there might be a guy at the end of the roster at the end of the bench that, you know, needs this check every game to keep playing and stuff like that. Uh, so we have to, we have to, we have to, they, they have to think about that stuff. The league already has things in place, I believe, but they're waiting to, to 
roll them out because they're trying to the best of their abilities to keep everybody happy, definitely their players. But uh, as things go on, as things evolve, as as, as the days push along, uh, we could we could definitely see uh, a scenario where there's a bubble-like atmosphere of not a conventional bubble like we saw last year. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, I agree 100% with everything that you said. So uh, hopefully we can we can saw some of that because this NBA season has been pretty great. Um, yeah. Seems like it gets better and better every single year. Always new storylines, and and this is the most talent that we've ever had as well too. And I just love the way that players continue to realize that they have a voice in their platform. Um, you know, and their voice mixed together can bring about greatness as well too. So I respect that. Um, yeah, I guess the last thing, uh, I'm going to give you my top five MVP picks and let me know if you agree or disagree. If you agree, boom, we're done. If you disagree, let me know who you would swap out. Um, so number one, no particular order, but I guess they can in a way. Number one, I'm going to go with LeBron James. Um, no one's really talking about the Lakers like that. I don't know if it's, they're, they're still in the championship high. There's there's so much other drama going on and protocols and the whole net situation and all this stuff as well, too. They seem like they're the team that has the most dip of discipline, not only on the court, but off the court. I haven't heard any COVID protocols of them as well, too. Um, no, nothing, nothing happened. So, so everybody's staying at LeBron's house. That's, that's why everybody's staying at LeBron's house and enjoying that Taco Tuesday, bro. Um, but yeah, um, LeBron, number one, uh, is out playing AD. Um, is what, year 18 now? Uh, just turned 36, number one in the West. Come on now. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Paul George um, just because of the scrutiny he faced last year. Um, new coaching change, um, more creative freedom on the offensive end. You added in more depth, and he's putting up, um, you know, some great numbers as well, too, 25, 6, and 6, I believe, something around that, and they're number two in the West. Um, we'll also go with Joel Embiid. Um, he seems like he's taking his dad more seriously. Doc Rivers has empowered him to be the guy. Now there's no question on is it Ben Simmons' team or is it Joel's, Joel Embiid's team. It's, it's his team, no question. Daryl Morey came in added more spacing for Joel Embiid so he can actually play to his strengths as well, too, and yeah. been on a tear in the Eastern Conference. Um, Kevin Durant is probably going to win most improved player as well, comeback player of the year as well, too. And like I said, MVP consideration just because he came off a motherfucking, excuse my French, a motherfucking Achilles injury and is averaging damn near 30 right now. And it's ridiculous. It looks like he hasn't missed a motherfucking step, and it's fucking crazy. Um, and also, I was a little torn between who I was going to give this fifth one to. Um, I'm going to give it to CJ McCollum right now. And it kind of sucks because he just sprained his foot. Um, but okay. he'll be back in no time. But he's put up career numbers. Um, you know, they're third or fourth in the West right now. And he was averaging 27 points, um, five assists, four rebounds. Um, and, and they were winning as well, too. So um, those are my five picks for MVP. Do you agree, disagree? What would you swap out? Um, I very much agree with those picks. Um, I think just looking at some of the standings currently, uh, I'm not sure – not because I haven't seen too much of their games, uh, but if they're doing it by committee or 
if Devin Booker is just going crazy down there alongside CP3. Um, so, you know, something to take a look at, a, a, a mention. Uh, I think CJ McCollum was a great pick. Um, the Jazz sitting at three in the West right now. Um, wondering, is that because Spider Mitch is going off or what? Uh, again, one of those lower market teams you don't see it too often. But I think your picks were really, really, uh, you know, they're solid for right now. We'll see as the league plays out. Um, as Hopefully they get to continue playing, barring, you know, this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. But uh, those, are, those are solid picks for MVP right now. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, boss, man. I appreciate it, boss, man. Well, I mean, that was all that we had for episode one zero zero ten to whatever power, episode 100. Um, thank you guys for being a part of this journey that's ongoing and never ending. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate any and everything and everyone as well, too. And uh, we're just going to continue to keep pushing forward. So, like I said, it's a milestone. But as Kobe would say, job's not finished. Job's not done. Yeah, just keep pushing forward. Any last words you want to say? Uh, yeah, I'll give a little spill, man. Uh, a little spill. But uh, first off, appreciate everybody that is uh, listening, supported, uh, picked it up, whether we've shot it to them or just picked it up saying, yo, I've seen this, we heard this. Uh, people that rock it, retweet it. Um, even just, you know, spend the two, three minutes to listen to the chopped up videos, the support team behind us, uh, you know, wave. Uh, Ripple, you know, the whole support team, as long as, as well as the graphics, just the home team, uh, RBA, VA family, and, and abroad, the East Coast, West Coast, uh, national, uh, different people that contribute, make us look dope. And, you know, I don't even think about, uh, or, you know, that, you know, we're just in communication with, uh, so I really appreciate that. Um, it's 100, you know, so it, it's really big and really important that, you know, uh, we just give it up even to, you know, we haven't rose, you know, we're still on our journey. If we haven't rose yeah. to having, you know, NBA guys up here or whatever like that, but even them, it's a thank you because, you know, we get to break that stuff down. We get to you know, put them as, as, as forefront in our conversations and stuff like that. Uh, them being real as people, just like we're real as people. Um, so, so just, it's, it's an ecosystem and no matter where, you're at within the ecosystem, within the, uh, the the chain of life, the chain of creativity within this process. Uh, you know, you just gotta give reverence to the people parallel to the people that are on you on the totem pole, whether you know, quote unquote, above you, below you, whatever like that. Me and Sarcee uh, just really, really, really appreciate that um, to you know, combating as as minorities as. Um, people that would say stuff like shut up and dribble whatever like that that there are platforms that we can you know come out and talk our stuff and you know get across important issues get you know across entertaining issues get across you know uh heavy lighthearted, all that is super duper 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 important that we can have this place to speak and uh uh we appreciate you guys for rocking with us from that uh standpoint um but yeah, episode 100, man. It's all love on this side, man. You know, I'm rocking with you. Uh, so that is what it is, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Very well said. So, no need to add to it, ladies and gentlemen. That was episode 100 of the Caesar Show. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at Sir Caesar's The Caesar Show, traded XXIV. And on that note, we out.